Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to an episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. Also here is Ollie Broom. Ollie, you all right? Good evening, sir. Very well, thank you. Good man, good man. I tell you what, boys, we are halfway through the NFL season. Half, well, halfway through it? the regular season, should I say, Liam. Where has it gone? Where has it gone? Have you enjoyed it, mate? Uh, minus watching the Vikings, yeah, it's been a good ride. Have you enjoyed any part of the Vikings season? Um, there must be one moment where you could think, I'll tell you what, that was pretty good. That Lions game? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it's always nice to have a... The Bengals a, game for three quarters. Bengals yeah. game was good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's been a few. I think there's been a few. You downbeat bastard. Um, Ollie, halfway through, mate. Have you enjoyed it? Your team's done uh, slightly better than mine and Liam's. Um, yeah, they're doing respectably. Probably enjoyed other games more than the Steelers games. Um, one last night in particular, I guess. Oh. Um, no, it's been It's been good. It's been... A mad season so far. Yeah, no, it has been. I mean, there's been... I mean, we'll just look back on it quickly because I think there's some teams that, you know, we thought were going to do well. I, I point to myself personally, Miami and Washington, that have ended up being absolute stinkers. I guess you could put Kansas City in that kind of category as well. Um, yeah, so what's been the biggest... Which team has, has stood out for you the most, Liam, as, as being the most kind of disappointing? Browns. Really? Browns? Yeah. I thought they were going to do much better than they have been. Even with their 5-4 and four record? Yeah, but it's the way they've lost games that they didn't lose games last year. I know they've got a strong record, but it's just, if you see the bigger picture, to me, they seem a weaker team than last year. For I don't know what the reason is, but I can't call it. But yeah, they just... They've had a lot of injuries. Um, True. Done, done well to, to get through it, and hopefully they're at the other side of that now. Yeah, they're doing well to have five wins, to be fair. I think every uh, every team in that division's got a winning record now, which is genuinely it's quite impressive. I agree with you though, Liam. I thought the Browns would be about a seven and two kind of team going through going through nine games. I was really positive about their whole season, but it's the way it goes. Still, still half season. Why we watch it? That's why we watch it, mate. What about you, Ollie? Who's uh, who's failed to impress? Uh, probably the Chiefs, most of all. Mm. Um, yeah, they don't really sign any show any signs of picking up either. They were very lacklustre on Sunday, again. Yeah, putting up 13 points against a, a Green Bay defence is genuinely worrying. Um, have you seen enough for them to to turn it round? Well, in the past, yeah. This season, no. Um, I think they're in danger of missing out on the playoffs altogether. Whether they whether they can sneak in and then use that experience to their benefit, we'll have to see. I, I think now is their hardest point because I think if they don't get in... They could almost turn the team around. But I think if they get in, I think they'll be fine because big teams win in big games, don't they? So, yeah. Again, they're, they're a team that um, every every team in that division has got five wins, I think. Yeah, every, every team in that division has got five wins. So it's going to be difficult to even win that division. Yeah, and... I'd say they're in a tough division, but then no one's running away with it. So they are still mm-hmm. in the chance. So yeah, that helps them out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if we were looking at... We'll just do this quickly. I know it's, it's early in the season, but MVP candidates. Um, Liam, would you want to put one forward? Well, I, I don't know. Is it Brady? Because... Mm. Yeah. I, who it's else? You, right, his numbers are ridiculous at his age. Mm-hmm. And they're his best ever record. So how can you not say him, to be honest? Yeah, I like Brady. I also like Kyler Murray. But again, he's been injured for the last game. Um, 
A really left field pick who wouldn't win it, but um, until he got injured, Derek Henry. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. a running back wouldn't win it, but I'd I'd put him up. Yeah, definitely. No, I fully agree with that. I mean, the bloke was already at nearly a thousand yards after what eight games, seven games, absolutely incredible numbers. Um, but this again, I mean, you look at Brady. Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of a standout player, but I don't think anyone's really. They've not done what Mahomes did in 2019. Do you know what no. I mean? They've 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 not thrown for the kind of touchdowns to interception rates. Um, even Rogers, I think, has kind of flattered to deceive slightly this season. But um, yeah, no, it's been good. I've loved it. It's 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 nuts that it's already halfway through the season. Probably for me and Liam, it really is halfway through the season as well. All uh, the season over, and yeah, exactly. But we've got things to look forward to, and uh, we've got things to look back on. And Monday Night Football is one of those. So I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm just going to let you two rant here. Yeah, do it, mate. I'll do it. This will be a civilised conversation. Um, so Pittsburgh Steelers 29, Chicago Bears 27. For anyone who's not listened before, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Ollie is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, Ollie, this was a good game, mate. It was a good game, yeah. Um, surprisingly so as well. Pleasantly surprising, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I'm, as a Bears fan, I'm uh, sure as a Steelers fan, we're not kind of used to being in these exciting finishes where uh, a 65-yard field goal is there to win it. But, um, yeah, I mean, looking back on the game, the Bears weren't really in it until the fourth quarter. Uh, I think we went into the fourth 26 down. But then, um, you know, Justin Fields started playing well. The, uh, the defence really stood up, got a touchdown. But um, we'll start looking at things from the Steelers' point of view. I thought Big Ben played pretty well. Again, he... he He'd done what he needed to do. He got sacked four times, but other than that, I think he was pretty pretty solid, and that's on the O-line more than anything. And um, you've got some big plays for some big players. That Chase Claypool catch, especially, to uh, to bring up that first down was was rather impressive. What did you make of it? Uh, they, yeah, the offense played really well. They're getting better um, week by week. They played really well through half, maybe three quarters, and then sort of reverted to type a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um which why they sort of let the Bears back in it. Um, so, yeah, they, can't, they haven't really put together a full game as yet, but they are improving week on week. Offensive line looking better. They're getting um, Fryermuth involved more with his two touchdowns. Yeah, I quite like Pat Fryermuth, yeah, to be fair. Looking nice pretty good. Uh, yeah, really pleased with that draft pick. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's signs. They've got the Lions next. So hopefully get to six and three and then the run starts getting a bit harder. Um, but it's encouraging from where they were, you know, one and three, they're now riding a four game win streak. So yeah, positive signs there, I think. It's impressive. I really do think it shows the benefit of having a good head coach as well. You know what I mean? Like Mike Tomlin's, a, he's never had a losing season in Pittsburgh and it doesn't look like that's going to end anytime soon. Um, I don't think we can go through the game. I personally can't without talking about some of the, some of the penalty calls, especially oh, the taunting horrendous. one. Absolutely horrendous. Which, you know, it, that was a sack on third down, which would have got Pittsburgh um, off the field. Instead, they, you know, they call it taunting, the referee backs into him, throws the flag, and then you go and score a, a field goal, which in, in the end makes the game, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a two-point game. Um, and yeah, it's just... I don't, I don't think even the staunchest uh, Pittsburgh fan could argue against it it was utterly ridiculous mm-hmm. you, I, I said like i said on our chat today like it i'm not sure it was a celebration that did it because he said that he does it after after every sack but you know it's he was clearly looking at our bench and then it just happened that your punter was coming on in the in the same way as well and then but what really got me is that he's walking back and the referee clearly backs into him clearly backs I, into him i've watched it half a dozen times i can't work out what why the ref would do it, but he he did it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, it's odd, but um, no, it was good. And you know, personally, I was um, impressed with Justin Fields. I thought this was his best game. Made a couple um, really good throws in that fourth quarter. One to Moody really for the touchdown, and one to Robinson on the sideline. I think. Can yeah, I, I think. That, go on, yeah, go on, Liverpool. I just want to say about Fields. Have you seen his stats? For yeah, his good. average time to throw, average t- depth ah. of target. I saw these cool. earlier from PFF. Impressive. So under pressure, 
um, average time to throw was 2.97 seconds. I mean, average depth of target. Don't... Yeah, that, that's, that's a blink. It's a blink, isn't it? Average mm-hmm. depth of target, 15.8 yards. And then kept clean, so he wasn't hit. 2.98, so an extra 0.1 of a second to throw. Like, that is crazy. He was under a lot of pressure. Like, TJ Watt is obviously having a brilliant season. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Hayward but, as well. So it gets better. So because of that split second, his average depth of target was an extra three yards of 18 yards. That is it, crazy. It, look, I, I, I've got no doubt that Justin Fields is going to be really good. I mean, the thing is, you could have put any any rookie quarterbacks. I think you've got to look at the best rookie quarterback this season. You say it's Mac Jones, but he's also playing on the best team. So you kind of look at it that way. They're impressive stats. Our O-line's been absolutely terrible. TJ Watt got three sacks in this game. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're about Tevin Jenkins, who was our second-round pick, who hasn't played a game yet. But it's been pretty shaky from there. But I just, mate, I, I think he really shows something in this game. Throwing for nearly 300 yards, rushing for another 50. Um, and you're right, Ollie. that throw to Robinson and to Mooney was especially impressive. But um, so I, I, I feel bad for, you know, bad refereeing calls. Um, Ollie, the season's take, done, mate. You, you take no pleasure in winning a game like that obviously you take a win anyway you can get it but you know getting dodgy calls isn't the way you want to go but you got to take a positive from it maybe you lost but then you've seen fields and you've seen him play well so you think (laughs) so maybe we haven't won a game but for the next x amount of years look what we could have so if Mm -hmm. you could on the o-line ram that one down the throat of people that are saying on twitter fields is washed fields is a bust I'm not having that at all. Well, I think the last two games have proved quite a lot of people wrong. He's shown a lot more than Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or even Trevor Lawrence, if I'm honest. I don't think you can call someone a bust when they've not even played a season. No, no, exactly. It's just people on Twitter, though, isn't it? You know what what NFL Twitter's like. But um, no, I'm going to enjoy the season for what it is. This is all about a, a development season for Justin Fields. And then hopefully we're getting a different head coach. I'm looking at Brian Dable at the Buffalo Bills. And then we'll see how it goes next season. You know, we, no we more, get to draft uh, tomorrow. Long. No more taunting. No more taunting. Yeah. No Who's going to get a head coach first, though? Us or you? Oh, you won't get rid of Zimmer before we get rid of Nagy. No chance. No, Zimmer will stay there, mate. As whether you like it or not, Zimmer is there. I think he's staying to the end of the season, but I think you'll find Nagy before then. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely possible. Do you want to move on to the Vikings, Liam? It seems like quite a nice little segue, doesn't it? To, uh... What what else am I going to talk about? Well, well yeah, I've I mean... got a lot to say about the Vikings as well. Oh, yeah. Can Liam, I get the popcorn? What? I was going to say, Ollie, do you want to start? No, mate, you got the floor. It's your team. Well, let me well, uh, let me just quickly. I'll go through the score. So, Baltimore Ravens thirty-four, Minnesota Vikings thirty-one after overtime. Um, yeah, Liam, run with it. So, we go two scores up early in the game, and that is some of the best football we have played all season. I can't argue that. That that shows how good we can be. So, when we went two scores up, I thought, what could go wrong? Like, No, you didn't. You lying bastard. I'm actually going to go in there. No, I know know exactly what you thought. You thought it's going to go wrong, not what's going to go wrong. You thought it's going to go wrong. Because I thought it was going to go wrong because of the head coaching and the playing calls, which mm-hmm. I'll come to. So we go two scores up twice and then Baltimore pull it back. And I think personally that the reason why that happened is what I said last week. And I'm saying it again. Bad calls, coaching. The conservative play calls cost us the game. A lot of it. Um, the the offense, I so for three quarters, I think they played really well. Cousins, I don't think did well at the end of the game, but I don't put that on him because of the O-line. If you look at the pictures on Twitter, there was one play which I sent in our chat and Kirk Cousins has literally got no one open because all the O-line aren't blocking. Um, yeah, I put it back to bad calls and conservative coaching from Zimmer that cost us the game. What were you going to say, Ali? Just uh, been doing my research because I've been yeah. um, just been looking. He's done, he's done your ear, Liam, with actual research. Looking into things Go a little on. bit. So, 
I, it's not yeah. like I've done any, but keep going. Of your eight games this season, yep. seven of them have been settled by one score, so seven points or less. Okay. In those games, you're two and five. Yeah. So you're finding creative ways to lose close games. Yeah. But doesn't play, in, play in fairness to Liam, yeah, in fairness to it's Liam, isn't calling. it going back to the play calling? Yeah, because if you're losing yeah. games closely, it's the play calling you're costing you the games. How else would it be? Because if you had a good team, they would close out the game and they'd win it comfortably. Yes, like you you're look not at... being aggressive enough and you're not exactly. doing what it takes to win. Exactly. And that's the mm-hmm. problem. And is that a, a cultural thing or does that come from the top down? So we were discussing this on our Viking chat and I think it's mainly a coaching from the top. But Kev from the Draft Punk podcast was saying that he thinks it's players as well not turning up in games. So it's a bit of both. But yeah, I'm interested. But what you Maybe they're about. not motivated by, you know, this two and five record. And... I don't think they are. Well, you yeah. saw Cousins getting a fight with Zimmer at the end of a game. That says it all, doesn't it? But I mean, I think like, obviously, um, Anthony Bai intercepted Jackson yeah. in overtime. And but, you could have gone sort of 20, 30 yards, got in field goal range and won the game. Wines, yeah, exactly. And they just didn't. They, you know, they had, yeah. I think they had one, one run with Cook and then one dump off. And then you're looking at a sort of third and... 11 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know Tucker can make kicks from a long way, so you're, you're just giving the ball straight back to the Ravens and so they go, go and win the game. To exactly. Me- you've got to look at, sorry, Len, you've got to look at your record and think, look, what have I really got to lose here? Nothing. You know, just, just go for it. You've still got an NFC that the, the wild card position is well up for grabs. You know, so if you, get, if you win that game, you're back to four and four and you've got some winnable games coming up. Like it's baffling. It is baffling. It, but, they, you remind me of the Chargers last year that found a way to lose all these close games. And it, to, to me, though, it's exactly like the Cowboys game. I didn't expect us to win that game, but as the game was playing out, we should have won, but we cost ourselves the, the game. It's the yeah, same. These, it's, it's the same thing. These are the games you should be winning. Like that exactly. Dallas game, I expected you to win. You, and their quarterback was Bengals Cooper game. Rush. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, a, so, it's so annoying. It's I, annoying for me, and I'm not a Vikings fan. The, the thing is, I'm not saying we're a Super Bowl contender, but I think we should be a lot better wins than what we've got already. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we, we're at least probably eight or nine wins. Like, So you're, what, three and five now? You could yeah. easily be five and three. Easily. Yeah. We, easily should, yeah. Yeah. we could be, yeah, quite easily. They, could be, they might be six and two. You know, they, As you say, Ollie, seven of their games have been by one score. They could be seven and one. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, you just find creative ways to lose. And you're right, the play calling isn't aggressive enough. But if and you're losing, why just go for it? As you said, just go for it. Like, worst case, he you're going to lose a game. But he, he doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't trust Kirk Cousins. But he's a defensive coach. He doesn't call the offensive plays. So that shouldn't be down to him. That should be to Kubiak. That shouldn't be on him, which it is. I don't understand it. I agree. I Without agree. It. No, this is a game you should have tied up and you yeah. didn't. I think like I was, I listened to a few Vikings podcasts and they were saying on North code this week, they were saying, why don't you make the change now? Because we still could recover the season. And that is very true because if you got rid of him the next couple of weeks, we still technically could bring in a new coach that could fire the players up. And then they could maybe get a push for the playoffs. I'm not saying they'd get in, but at least they might sort of create a bounce and create some movement to do something. Yeah, but you know, just... anything can happen. Like if exactly. obviously Rodgers is out, we don't know his status for this coming week. Green Bay could drop two games in a row. Yeah, exactly. You, you could be right on top of them. Yeah, but that's what makes this defeat even more painful. If you're a Vikings fan, that the Packers did finally slip up. You had a 14 point lead going into the fourth quarter and you still couldn't tie it up. You know, it's a, it's a tough one to take. I get that, Liam. Like, it is a tough one to take. And there's been a lot of it this season. I don't think they'll get rid of Zimmer mid-season because I, I think even if you're looking at a good offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator at, at a good team, then they're not going to leave their teams mid-season. Yeah. I, I think as well, I think the Will family are giving him, the because he's been there for so long, I think they're giving him the chance to say, well, we we'll let you run for the playoffs, but you didn't. You've had the games close, but you didn't. So, 
yeah I, the thing is that I'm I don't in any sport I don't think you necessarily change managers is the answer always but if you're losing games this close what do you do mm-hmm. who else do you blame because you've only got the players you've got the GM Spielman won't get sacked because he's drafted really well so mm-hmm. who else are they going to blame they need another full guy and there's only one man yeah I like it I agree completely agree that was good that was bloody good stuff all right um let's move on then Liam. we'll save you some more vikings pain <laughs> we'll go on to what i think is the most surprising result in the entire season uh jacksonville nine buffalo six i mean can someone explain this game to me because i still can't work it out uh no touchdowns five field goals um josh allen times two I wanted to say Josh, Alan sacks Allen. I wanted to say. Yeah, all right, we'll, we'll do it. So, yeah, Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. The Jacksonville Josh Allen had an absolute day. He sacked Josh Allen, forced fumble from Josh Allen, and an interception from Josh, uh, Josh Allen. It's not a bad day, really, is it? Like, I've had worse. You know, it's, and... It's um, Josh Allen Sunday, isn't it, really? So many Josh Allens. But, Ollie, I mean, what the hell happened if you're Buffalo here? Jags are riding a two-game winning streak. They're off to the races. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they lost their last game against Seattle. They got biffed. That's what makes <laughs> oh, it seem... They didn't get the bye, did they? I was thinking uh, they got a bye after London, but they didn't. Uh, they got absolutely done, mate, yeah, by the Seahawks. Right. This is what makes this even even weirder. I, I can't work this out. Right, Buffalo are now sitting at five and three. Run it back. Uh, Jags got their first win in the US since about 1700 or something. Yes, I think um, it's pretty close to that. I was trying to think of like an analogy for this game and just like the wider season in general. And I just, all I could think of was um, Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street, when he's talking about Wall Street and he's like, it's a fugazi, it's, it's not real, it's all mm. just made up. And yeah. like, that's what this season is. Like, ev- like power rankings are basically meaningless because they're out of date within a few days. Everyone just beats everyone and round and round we go. <laughs> It's why we love the NFL. I don't want to say it again, but this is why we Yeah, love and that's sport. what makes it... This doesn't it, happen in any other sport. It's not a bad it? thing at all. It's, make, it's what makes it so entertaining. This, it, I, Yeah, I just the can't... Bills were favoured by 14 and a half points in this game. I know. It's abs- it is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, it, is this, it doesn't make uh, sense. Is this the biggest upset, like, within years of the NFL? No, I'm not saying like longer than this season. Do you know what? I think it is. Not just, I because, think it Jack- is. Not just because Jacksonville won, but the fact they limited Buffalo to six points. A team that was probably the most free-scoring offense in the league before this. Um, it, I mean, Josh Allen stepped back 47 times. No touchdowns and two interceptions. And the Bills just strike me as very inconsistent at the moment. Um, in some ways, they, they look like Super Bowl, nailed on, contenders, best team in football. But their record's five, now five and three, and they and they lost to you, yeah. And then this game, but <laughs> they lost, crazy. and they lost to the Titans. So you look at the Titans now. We'll get onto them shortly. It's seven and two. The Bills are no longer the best team in the AFC. Yeah. So they they've got real problems. They've got real genuine problems. They they're not using Stefan Diggs anywhere near as much as they were last season. I do think that is an issue because he was always Josh Allen's go-to guy on third downs. They've got no rushing game at all. You know, Devin Singletary, six carries for 16 yards. Zach Moss, three carries for six yards. You've got to have a running game as well to help your quarterback out if he's not playing well. It's not like they were playing from behind and had to throw it. mm -hmm. There was just no, there was no big plays. Cole Beasley, eight catches for 33 yards. What was he doing? Going backwards half the time. Like, it, it just... It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. I think if you're a Bills fan, you're worried about this. Like genuinely, we'll look at the Jags and say, "Yeah, they played pretty well to, you know, to keep Buffalo to six points." But did did they really have to do anything special? No, not, not really. So this is almost like Urban Myers has actually started coaching now, rather than focusing on post game activities. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon he had a good post game activity. Oh. Yeah. I reckon he had a lovely old time after this. Can I, can I say, I saw a Halloween costume of that. I know it's a couple of weeks ago now, but that was one of the best Halloween costumes I saw. That was incredible. Yeah, I think I saw the same one on Twitter. That is absolutely genius. But fair, you've got to say fair play to him. Yeah, you, you do. Know? And this is, why, this is why he's such a highly ranked coach in college. 
he's an incredible college coach. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone knows it. But yeah, fair play to Jacksonville. Um, and yeah, if you're Buffalo, I think I think there's reason to be worried about uh, about what's going on. All right, let's move on. Uh, Rams Titans. We just mentioned the Titans there. So Titans twenty eight, Rams sixteen. Um, both teams now have got a seven and two record. But if I'm looking at a team that is on the rise, Ollie, I'm looking at Tennessee. Yeah, definitely number one seed as it stands. Um, I think just from what I was saying about like everyone beating everyone, um, Titans just need to look for some consistency, which they seem to have at the moment. Whether they can sort of keep it going or not, they've um, beat some good teams. They have, yeah, and um, you know, obviously Derek Henry out, which is not ideal, but. I think what it comes down to is sort of that running game has a lot of moving parts. And if they can get, you know, sufficient production from it, they've got enough weapons in the passing game to make it viable still. To me, you were saying about the running game, it shows how good the scheme is. If your best player's out, but you're still getting yards down the field. Yeah, I think obviously they brought in Adrian Peterson and he's going to get up to speed. Um, Big touchdown for Adrian Peterson. Did, yeah. And did you see the, uh, the touchdown Tannehill got as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thought it was going to Peterson. Incredible. And just strolls in. But that's it. Like stuff plays like that, you can keep because uh, Tannehill does that a lot. Even with Henry in the field, um, he does that a lot. It's such a well schemed play that even the cameraman doesn't have a clue where the ball's gone. Genius. Uh, I'll tell you who turned up in this game. The Titans' defense. They had a lovely old game, limiting. Um, yeah, limiting Matthew Stafford. You know, he got picked twice. They got five sacks. Um, they couldn't really get a running game going. Um, yeah, weird game for LA. I expected them to cruise this one, you know, with Derek Henry gone. But they had some yardage, you know, he threw for nearly 300 yards and Cooper Cup had another big game. But, you know, Tennessee played really well and they they beat some really good teams. They beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. They beat um, the LA Rams now. They beat someone else who's, who I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, are, the, if, are if they going to keep this up for another nine weeks? Though that's what's going to be interesting. But the thing is about Tennessee is that because their division sucks, really, um, they might be able to take their foot off the gas for the last couple of weeks, get Derek Henry, uh, De- get Derek Henry back to where he should be in the postseason, and they can have a, a nice little run. Who knows? They've, they've got a chance. They're seven and two. Yeah, I don't think they're getting chance. the respect that they deserve. No, I'm a little bit surprised. I think they've done. A, I think I picked them as division winners eventually yeah, did, yeah. after changing my mind from the Colts. But um, surprised at, at how I wouldn't have put them as a seven and two team at this point. No, me neither. Um, are we worried about the LA Rams here, Liam, or is it just one of those games? I think you've just played a good team and you just call it a write off. Yeah, I don't think you worry. They've lost to the Cardinals and the Titans, so. Have they lost the two better teams though? No, no massive panic signal just yet. No, I mean you got yeah. Look at the Cardinals eight and one, Titans seven and two. You know they're games you they're games you can lose. Um, all right, let's move on. Saints Falcons. This was a good game as well, surprisingly. Um, came down to a, was it a last second field goal from Young Way Koo. Uh, so Saints 25, Falcons 27. Bit of an upset win here, Liam, for the Falcons, who now make it back to 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone would have put this on their acker, would they, to win? Um, oh, God, no. No. Um, yeah. Uh, is, are the Saints starting to pick up now, or is this a one-off win, do you think? Well, uh, obviously the Saints lost, so they're probably not picking up. But uh, That's right, the Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. So, I, do you know what? Matt Ryan played really well, and he has played pretty well this season. You know, 350 yards, two touchdowns, and only seven incompletions. But one guy I really want to talk about, and he's been on both of our teams, Liam, Cordaro Patterson. Six receptions for 126 yards. He's incredible, isn't he? I mean, he's good. Who is unlike, this unlike our teams that, who couldn't find a way to unlock him, it looks like Arthur Smith has found a way to do it. It's what annoys, incredible. What annoys me is we tried to get him pre-season and he wanted to join the Vikings, but we didn't sign him. And look at him now. Yeah, but would Zimmer have done this with him? Absolutely not, no, because he can't scheme for him. No, that's it. I mean, it is incredible the way they've used him this this year, Ollie. I mean, considering they've got 
Calvin Calvin Ridley out at the moment. Someone's had to step up, and he stepped up in a huge way, especially um, on that last last drive. Yeah, massively so. Really surprising. Um, him and Kyle Pitts, obviously giving Matt Ryan options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle Pitts looks like baller as well. Um, Russell Gage played really well. Um, I, I quite like the Falcons here. You know, at four and four, they're doing a lot better than people thought they would. Um, and if if you were looking in a division now. You know, you'd probably say the Falcons are better than better than the Panthers. They're, they're yeah. certainly more yeah, they're, they're certainly more solid at quarterback, um, and Matt Ryan's playing well. And the Saints, the Saints might have a little problem here because they've got Trevor Simeon. I thought he played pretty well. I think he's come in and done a, a fine job. Okay, okay, but yeah, I'm more worried about their receivers. Yeah, they just. I mean, again, their top. Top receiver was Alvin Kamara. Obviously, top rusher, Alvin Kamara. You do think if anything ever happened to Kamara, they'd be in deep, deep trouble. Um, and obviously, they got the news midweek that Michael Thomas isn't coming back for the season. So, and probably won't come back to New, New Orleans anytime soon, really. So, I mean, I, I put up both of these teams as a potential landing spot for OBJ. I think they could yeah. both be the Albert receiver. I wanted to mention this later. Well, you can you can mention it now. I was going to say, where do you think he's going to end up? That's what I was mm. going to ask. All right, I, I think it's a good, good potentially spot. either of these two teams could use the help. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the Saints. I like I like the Saints to pick him up here. I think just because with with um, Atlanta, uh, you don't know when Calvin Calvin Ridley's coming back, and he will come back at some point, which will limit OBJ because they've got you know obviously Cole. Carl Pitts and, and Russell Gage. The Saints have nobody. Like they've they've got nobody. There's no superstars on that team apart from Alvin Kamara, but he is technically a running back. Um, yeah, I like the Saints. I like the Saints to take him on. You don't think he'll go to someone like the Bucks or Chiefs and just be a luxury player? I can't have the Bucks get any more of these kind of players, man. Like, where are they getting their cap? Saying that, where are the Saints getting their cap space from? I guess. I think so, realistically, maybe the Raiders. A lot. Yeah, Ra- Raiders is a great show after what happened um, uh, last week. Uh, also, everyone looks good in in black and silver. Um, apart from for the Cardinals, just because if you're going out, if you're going all out to win a Super Bowl, why not get OBJ as well? You know. Why not just add it to an already impressive offensive um, offensive team? And then, you know, Detroit, because obviously he goes to waivers, so waivers goes in, in the way that your NFL record goes. Um, Detroit have already come out and said, no, we don't want him. So then he moves down the waiver line. So you could, you could end up at a team like know, the Jets or the Jags or a team like that. I don't know how much, say, Liam, you might know more than, more than us on this, but I don't know how much say a player has on where he goes when he when he goes to waivers. They do. I believe they do, but I feel like it's different to our football where they're a bit more accepting. It wouldn't be like, for example, in football in this country with transfer, they have a lot more say, and I feel like it's less so in the NFL, but could be wrong. Maybe. I think if someone like really bad tried to pick him up, he could be like, yeah, yeah, like, he could thanks, but no thanks. thanks. Yeah, I'll go and test the free agency market. Yeah, that's what uh, Gronkowski did, wasn't it? When the Patriots tried to trade him to the Lions, he just retired. retired. <laughs> <laughs> Went and won the WWE twenty four seven title, or whatever. Oh that's, yeah, that's what Megatron did as well, didn't he? Where he wanted to leave but he couldn't, so he had to retire from the league. That's what I thought Rogers was going to do as well. We all uh, did, didn't we? Never came to pass. <laughs> all right, we've got one more game on our list of games that we wanted to talk about in Week Nine. Uh, and I forgot what it is. Chiefs Packers. There you go. So yeah, Chiefs thirteen, Packers seven. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a classic. Let's put it that way. Um, in Jordan Love's first start, let's let's start with the Packers. Then we'll start with Jordan Love. I know it's harsh on him to say that he didn't play that well, but he didn't play that well. You know, he had a whole week of of practice with the first team, first team reps, and I thought Matt Lafleur might be able to get a little bit more out of him than. Seven points. Um, what did you make of it, Ollie? It didn't look ready at all, which is concerning when he's been on the team for, what, 18 months now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, other guys have come in, like backup quarterbacks. So Simeon obviously put up 25 points in a defeat. 
Um, right, look at the look at the New York Jets quarter backup quarterback. Said bowling. Big Mike White. Um, and the guy in Arizona was it Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy had a lovely. Game. Yeah, you know these these guys are coming in and they're doing a job. Um, whereas Jordan, I'd be concerned. You know, he's they obviously didn't think he was ready with the amount of effort they put into retaining Rogers in the off season, and it's sort of proven that to be fact because he did not look good, unfortunately. No, he, he looked nowhere near the pace. I mean, it is look, we'll take it for what it is. It's one game. But you just like to think that he's been there for a season and a half now. And working under one of the best quarterbacks that's, that's ever played the game. Um, you would think, Liam, that he'd be further on in his progression than he was in this game. They had a, they had a chance here to beat the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs on offensively were, were nothing again. And I- I think yeah. as Ollie said, the most worrying thing is he's been there for so long. If he came in the week before and he played as he did, you'd say fair enough. But no, I, I'd expect a lot better for because he knows the scheme. He probably knows the entire playbook. You know, probably knows all the calls. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's interesting. So, it's almost like they gave him a very limited playbook. Yeah, he wasn't making a lot of extravagant throws or anything like that. They probably um, did it on purpose. Yeah, but you, yeah. when you've got players like Devontae Adams. And he's getting six catches for 42 yards, an average of seven. But like, why... Mate, it's Devontae Adams. Just He'll catch it no matter where it is. But like, why give he's a limited playbook if he's been there for so long and he drafted him where he did? And mm-hmm. if you've got guys like Adams, he'll d- just catch any balls, won't he, as you said? So, don't understand that. No, it is strange. I was... Uh... Well, I was going to say I was disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. It's the Packers. So it's, it's nice for them to take a QB and him not look amazing the first game that he plays. But um, let's move on to the Chiefs quickly then because they, they've still got problems. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 20 for 37, 166 yards and a touchdown. This isn't the Patrick Mahomes um, that we're used to seeing, is it, Ollie? No, I don't really know what's gone wrong because he's still got the same cast of characters there for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, pretty concerning. Doesn't doesn't look like fixing it either. Sort of the same thing right. happening week on week. Um, and obviously we know how talented he is, so you would think that he will put it right. Um, yeah, and kind of... Sounds what we said earlier, five and four now. Uh, so they're sort of hanging around. Yeah, that's all they're doing. They are just hanging around at the moment. I, I'm like you, I thought they would have got this sorted after... Week three or four, you know, things started a bit slowly, but it's the Chiefs. They, they're just going to pick it up. You've got one of the best quarterbacks. But I think um, they sort of marched down the field early and um, Mahomes to Kelsey for a touchdown. Yeah. And you sort of thought, oh, okay, here we go. Things getting back to normal now. And it just didn't, didn't happen after that. No, that was it. They, they didn't score any points in the second half of the game. You know, when you look, all right, the Packers didn't score any points in the first three quarters. But... I mean, it was a terrible game. Let's just let's take it for what it was. It wasn't a good game of football. Um, yeah, if I'm the Chiefs, I am worried. There's an interesting game with the Raiders this week, um, which I guess we can segue into here because I like the Raiders in this. And um, I think if I'm looking at who's the better quarterback at the moment, I'm looking at, you know, Derek Carr, Liam. He's having a lovely old time. Even, even though last week it wasn't his best game, over the course of the season, you'd probably say that he's been a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, which is yeah. a statement I never thought I'd say. Yeah, I think you'd put the Raiders as favourites, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. I'm not too sure what Sky Bet's saying. Uh, but the problem is, like, with the Chiefs, you know, if I was going to give you a, a, a betting tip for anyone out there, the Chiefs uh, plus 10 every single game, uh, no, sorry, minus 10 every single game, is, is senseless. Like, uh, teams not, not always cover it anymore um, because for reasons unknown, they've limited my account. So thanks for that, guys. Um, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're afraid of. Um, but uh, no, looking at 365, they've got the Chiefs as favourites, minus two and a half. Um, I mean, no. Yeah, like Raiders, Raiders just to win, odds against. I'd quite like that. Yeah, I like that as well. I know That's they're cheeky tenor, isn't it? Well, they, yeah, they suffered a bit of a loss to the Giants in week nine, but you can understand it because the Raiders have had a, a tough old time recently, which has got even tougher with the news about Damon Arnett this week. Um, just for reference, so he was, I think he was involved in a video threatening to kill someone um, or something, something along those lines, which is obviously disgraceful. Mike Mayock comes out and says that they've waived him. Um, it was their first round pick, one of their first round picks 
from 2020, the other one being Henry Ruggs. Um, both now have been waived in the space of a week. Liam, this is a tough situation for Mike, Mike Mayock, man, um, and tough for the Raiders. Do you put it down to drafting issues because of lack, mm-hmm. because of character issues, because the athleticism's there? Is there something they're doing wrong when they're giving them the prep interviews? Is it, or are they not doing it right? Or because there's got to be something going wrong to lose that many players like they have. I read on their athletic that um, every, pretty much every other team in the NFL thought that taking Arnett, especially at that time, was a huge reach based on his character issues. So um, are they like too forgiving, and they they think they're going to give guys a second chance? Yeah, maybe. And that's obviously come out to bite them. Or they're just. They're just not, it's not right to say they're not taking it seriously because I think every team does. It's just that their checks might not be what every other team's are. You know, um, I guess you look at the most famous one and is Aaron Hernandez. Everyone had him slated down as a first rounder, right? And it it goes to the fourth round, but it goes to the fourth round for a reason. Um, It's it's the same with players like Arnett. He he, He was scheduled to you know, kind of be a, a second, third rounder because of, you know, because of what happened, you know, in his with his character issues. But, you know, they reached for him in the first round despite that. And, you know, you, you can't predict that these things are going to happen. It's just that in the space of a week to, to you know, to have what happened to Henry Ruggs and now with Arnett, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough on the Raiders. It really is tough on the Raiders. And you've got a feel for players like Derek Carr that have just got, you know, they're having an amazing season, but they've got no control over what's happening around their team. Must be frustrating. Yeah, tough one. But I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders for the fact that, you know, they'll they'll come through these tough times. I like Derek Carr and I like them to beat the Chiefs. I'll pick the Chiefs in this one as well, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Raiders, sorry. Raiders, yeah. Liam? Yeah, I'll go Raiders. Yeah, let's what? go Raiders. Let's, let's back the fucking silver and Should we do a pod? Army. Should we do a pod bet? Can they be our new team at the pod? No, it's still the Broncos. That's not no, changing no. this season. Next no, season no. they can be, but this season the team no. of the pod is the Broncos. No, definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Um, let's look at a couple of other games before we go. Then Patriots Browns. I like the look of Patriots Browns. Um, two, five, and four teams. The Patriots, especially Ollie, look pretty good. They've um, they've beat some good teams and they've won some close games and they're on a three-game winning record and they're only. Wait a minute, let me check their record. I might have got their record wrong. No, they are five and four. They're only one yeah, game behind the Buffalo Bills. At the top. Yeah, blimey. Um, what do you make of this one? Two five and four teams going out. Yeah, um, Patriots obviously up there with the Bills, putting the pressure on. Um, Mac Jones is coming round to Belichick's uh, dastardly way of thinking, shall we put it? Yeah, dirty that, boy. Uh, that massive hold on Brian Burns. Um, and yeah, the Browns like, Maybe they've come through their injury problems now. Um, I think they, they looked really good against the Bengals. You're right. I was meant to talk about the Browns and Bengals, and I didn't. I forgot. So yeah, let's we, talk can, about we can slip that in here. Um, yeah. oh, they've just given um, Wyatt Teller a massive new contract as well. Yeah, he's but a beast. for me, their main guy is uh, Nick Chubb. Boomin, love him. He had 137 yards, averaging 9.8 yards a carry. He's just an absolute tank. So what I wanted to ask you both, in terms of like best running backs in the NFL, where would you put him? That's a great question. Um, I tell you what, Sean McCoy was on um, GMFB this week mm -hmm. and um, he had Nick Chubb as the best running back in football. I'd put him top without listening. With Derek Henry out, that was. um, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had Chubb, Henry and Jonathan Taylor as his top three. I would say without listing names, top of my head, I'll just go instantly top five. But thinking mm-hmm. names, I'll then have to work out where to rank him, if you get what I mean. <laughs> I, I, look, I look at him as a top three back. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think that, that kid is special, man. And he will be just so good. And yeah, when Derek Henry's fit, you put Derek Henry straight into that he conversation was. as well. Although... I know he's been injured, but Christian McCaffrey is technically yeah. the best running back in the league because bad, of what he does. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I think maybe you're looking at Chubb McCaffrey and Taylor when Henry's out. 
I, I'd find it very hard to not put McCaffrey in it. Let's put it that way, even with his injury issues. Um, but yeah, Chubb's incredible. Like he doesn't get the respect that he deserves, no. and it's because he's of the it, Browns. That's what it is. If he's such like... a tough runner. He just runs through people and makes things so much easier on Baker Mayfield. His yards after contact is fantastic. I think just because they've also got Kareem Hunt, so they kind of split the workload, and they're both incredible, incredible backs. I'd put Kareem Hunt as a top ten back in the NFL. Um, some some guy called Dalvin Cook's all right, isn't he? Oh yeah, Dalvin Cook's great. I mean, he's, he's a great back. There's, there's a few of them around the league. I think Aaron Jones is brilliant. Alvin Kamara. It'd be harsh to leave Kamara out of that top five conversation as well. Um, be unbelievable, yeah, Jeff. As a as a pure runner, I think you're looking at Chubb, Henry, and Taylor. And then as pass catching backs, you put in Kamara and McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. That's the way I look at it, anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, baller. Absolutely. And yeah, it was a brilliant win for the Cleveland Browns after what happened with the OBJ stuff midweek um, against a Bengals team that are kind of flattering to deceive in the last uh, last couple of weeks. But I'm there's always time. I'm disappointed we haven't mentioned them Cowboys. Oh, don't, man. You know that me and Ollie try and avoid the Denver Broncos as much as we can. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I mean, all right, General Ollie, I'll give them, I'll give them two minutes. So I'll set it up. They were, they won thirty sixteen against uh, Dallas. They were up thirty zip. Dallas really only scored two garbage time touchdowns. It was impressive, but I still don't like this team. So Liam, tell me why I should be talking about the Denver Broncos? Because they're the team of the podcast. That's why no, I need not. to like them. No, they're not. They're not. This was impressive, and Teddy Bridgewater played really yeah, well. He did, and their, their he defense. Well. Yeah, it looked to be what it should have been. I think the only annoying thing for me is that because they're now five and four, they've gone back into some relevance, and we're going to have to start talking about them more again. Like I don't still know, get I, the playoffs. Do you know what the worst bit is? I don't even know what part of it it is that doesn't excite me. I, I honestly don't know. They're not a bad team. It's just. I think me and Ollie have just got a pure kind of, not hatred, but just nothing feeling towards them. It's like when you're watching football and um, someone says to you, what do you think of Reading? No one cares. No one, no one thinks anything of Reading. Do you know what I mean? Or like West Brom. It's like when Super Sunday is like Burnley against... Villa. I was going to say like Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably fair. Yeah, it's it's just that. But... um well, I hope they got the respect they deserved during those two minutes. I think we've done them proud there. Are you, you happy with that, Liam? I am, yeah. Team of the pod. Yeah. We've got to give them some respect, haven't oh, we, now and again? Fuck. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's, let's quickly go back to Patriots-Browns then. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a cracking game. It sets someone up to be six and four. Um, Patriots are favourites, which is a bit of a surprise. See, do you know what? There's another good back in this game, uh, Damien Harris, who is having a quietly really good season. Um, along with Mac Jones, who's, who's playing pretty well as well, I uh, I think the Patriots are home in this. If I'm if I'm right, um, yeah, I'd probably have the Patriots as favourites. I'm going to take them to win this game, uh, Liam. I'm going to go Browns. Okay. Yeah, Browns. Um, yeah, Browns with Chubb leading the way. Okay, good stuff. Um, any other games you guys are really interested in? Not the Chargers game. Uh, actually, no. Let's talk. No, no, let's not talk about the Vikings again. No, um, we give them too much time. What about, yeah, yeah. What about Cardinals <laughs> Panthers? Yeah, I was going to say Pack, probably Packers Seahawks. Should probably touch on um, the Cardinals. Yeah, go on, Ollie. Touch on the Cardinals. Um, it's really good, even with all their best players out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't argue with that. They're eight and one, and, and they the didn't have game. they did they didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins playing in this. I mean, it's yeah, not that, bad, I thought it? that was a really impressive win against the Forty Niners. Um, obviously, we didn't cover it, which we probably should have done. Um, well, we 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 be here hours, mate. And then the Panthers. I mean, just looking at it, Cardinals are favoured by ten, and I don't know if that's enough in this game because the Panthers are in all sorts of bother. They stink, mate. They absolutely <laughs> pong. Like, I mean, actually, you know, do you know what? That's unfair on the whole Panthers team. 
Sam Darnold stinks. So it's almost like he was good the ass. first what, three, four weeks of the season. Yeah. And we were like singing his praises. And um, it's almost like they've just taken a few weeks to figure him out. And now everyone can play against him easily. He struggled massively without McCaffrey. I think they lost pretty much all those games. And even with McCaffrey back this week, he's not managed to do anything. Get big PJ Walker in this game. Give him a chance. Then he used to play in, what was Vince McMahon's? XFL. Uh, yeah, the XFL. XFL hero, PJ Walker. Get him in. You know, give the Panthers a chance, man. Because even at, you know, at four and five, you're not completely out of it. All right, I don't think you're winning this game. But just give some... The problem that the Panthers have got is that they've taken up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option already. I mean, what are you doing? That's like seventeen million pound you're gonna to have to seventeen million dollars you're gonna to have to give him. There was a good thing. bit in uh in the on the ringer for winners and losers of the week. And um one of their losers was poor Robbie Anderson. Oh, free, my. free Robbie Anderson, because Donald followed him from New York to Carolina. Yeah, I mean, poor bastard. I mean, he's had he's, they paid him they paid him good in the off season. He got a nice two year deal for thirty odd million, and they've not used him at all. DJ Moore, someone free DJ Moore for my fantasy team. Where's he gone? He had a lovely first three weeks. He's dissipated. Switch sports and go and play for like Stevenage in League Two, and Sam Donald will turn up at training like oh, I'm your I'm your new goalkeeper. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. Ted Lasso. He's not a safe fair. Have you ever watched Ted Lasso? I, I, I don't know if you guys show. have watched it. It's I've never amazing. seen it. Watch it. It's amazing. It's good. Yeah. I think it's... Right. I, I'm not going to go too much because it's an NFL podcast, but I think it's one of the best TV shows I've watched in the last few years. Right. It's not bad. That. I like Jason Sudakis, to be fair. I think he's pretty cool. Um, I might give that... A, Ollie, have you ever watched it? I haven't seen it. I've, I'll have to put it on the list. I'm uh, re-watching the US office at the moment, which is spectacularly oh. good. So, so good. Um, all right, yeah, we've all got the Cardinals in this, right? Uh, even even with even with um, Kyler and D-Hop, you know, possibly out again. All right, we'll do one more game then. Um, Liam, you mentioned it. Seahawks, Packers. Uh, Russell Wilson is back, baby. No more Geno Smith. He's out of the building. You're gone. Um, and Aaron Rodgers will probably... I want Aaron Rodgers to be back for this game because you want to see Rodgers versus Wilson. I'm make this one watchable, at least. Do, do yeah, you. exactly. Two of the best quarterbacks um, of the last... Well, well ever, really. But, um, yeah, let's talk about the Seahawks then. So, a bit of a weird season, really. They're three and five at the moment. Again, they're not completely out of it because of this NFC wildcard race. If you can win the next couple of games and get yourself back to five and five, you've got, you've got a bit of a chance. But... Um, I guess this looks to depend on whether the fact it's going to be Rodgers or Jordan Love. Yeah, I'd still, if, even if it was Rodgers, I'd still give the Seahawks a chance in this one because Rodgers so. can't go back. I don't think he can practice. I think Sunday will be his first day he's allowed back if he passes all the protocols. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the, the 10-day rule. Um, so, you know, he might... I mean, obviously, he can do it for virtually and whatever, but it's, it's not quite the same. So, yeah, I think Seattle could have a, a chance in this one. What do you make of it, Liam? I think it'd be closer than you think, yeah. I'm saying the Packers just. I'm saying the Seahawks just. Uh, I, I, you know you know my feelings on Russell Wilson. I absolutely love the bloke. And, um, you know, if they let him cook in this game, as everyone always seems to say, give Metcalf and lock it. A bunch of targets. Um, yeah, I, do you know what? Seattle's defense has played better in the last couple of games. Um, yeah, let's let's give it to Seattle. I want Seattle to win this. Um, Ollie? We need Seattle to win this. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Seattle just. I think I know it's at Lambeau, but I'll just take Seattle maybe in overtime. All right, I like it. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. We'll go through some any other business. I've just got one thing. I put it on the chat before we came on, but I think it's one of the funniest stories I've heard for quite a long time. So Frank Gore, 37-year-old Frank Gore, who is, I believe, the third highest rusher of all time. Liam, you might be able to yeah, tell me otherwise. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, he's top five, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's just behind Walter Payton and, oh God, how embarrassing. I don't know the top one. Is it Sanders, Barry Sanders? 
might be. Um, anyway, so he, he is taking part. He's, he's switched careers. He's, he's now a boxer, apparently. And he's fighting a former NBA All-Star. Now, my first thoughts on this, again, as I put on the chat, is that Frank Gore wasn't tall. No. <laughs> if, you're, if you're fighting an NBA All-Star, he's going to be about seven foot tall. And I, I just can't see how, how this is going to happen. I can't see how this is going to work. More importantly, work. we all need to zoom and watch this together because this could be the funniest boxing fight of all time. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, isn't it on the, uh, it's it's on the, the Tommy undercard. Fury card? Yeah, so Tommy Fury from Love Island against... One of the Paul brothers. I don't know which one. Jake. What, Chuckle? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. So, oh, dear. Um, yeah. I mean, so... who's, who's buying this? Us, apparently. <laughs> Us <three. laughs> apparently, we're watching it together. Can we set up a, pay- we set up a Just Giving or a Patreon? Just I mean, so it'll, it'll be on um, like BT box office for like 20 quid. But in the States, it'll probably be like 50, 60 dollars. Yeah. What, where is it? Please tell me it's like MGM or like MSG. Like somewhere. It's, Tampa, it's Tampa Bay. That sums up the fight, doesn't it, really? It's, yeah, it's weird. Like, I just, I can't, I, I can't wait to see it. it. You know that weird thing where you, a car crash happens where you don't want to look at it, but you can't. You can't not look at it. It's that kind of it's that kind of situation where it reminds me of um, you know uh, Homer in the in the Simpsons where he's fighting Jedrick Tatum and he just <laughs> he just stands there taking it for the, for the whole thing. Fought his way up from the box cars. <laughs> he, he's got Mo Sislak in the corner. <laughs> oh God, uh, it's going to be so funny. But yeah, I thought that was worth a mention. I really enjoyed that. I mean, he um, might as well just go and do like. Um, white collar boxing I mean he wouldn't, wouldn't get paid for it I suppose but you know white collar boxing happens in like the Hippodrome and places like that <laughs> well just enjoy your retirement and not get bopped in the face by a seven he's foot bloke hits, he? <laughs> well, he's not going to get bopped in the face is he he's going to be punched <laughs> down on oh it's going to be the opposite of an uppercut <laughs> oh dear 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 um, do you boys have any other business or anything else you want to bring up before we go I was going to mention about the power ranking. I was going to say it's halfway through in the season. I was going to mention it, but I don't know if I can topple after that boxing, to be honest, like that content. Well, Ollie, during this chat, has already uh, said the power rankings is a load of bollocks. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on then. But you can you can have them if you want, and they'll be out of date in a few days. Um, hey, I was just, I was just thinking because it's the halfway point in the season. Who who I'd would be go, number one and bottom to keep it short? Uh, All right. Cardinals. Titans, Bucks, top three. Yeah. Bottom, I mean, obviously the Lions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On NFL.com, they're not bottom. The Texans Is it the Texans? Yeah. And then the Jets. Yeah. I think the Texans, uh, the Lions will get a win sooner or later. I don't think yeah. they'll go 17 and 0. They're the unluckiest team. Um, you mean 0 and 17? If they go 17 and 0, something dramatic has happened with their season. Oh, that's, that, I mean, that's next year. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. They're, they're playing the Steelers this weekend, so that might be the one. No, I think, you, I think you'd be all right. I agree with Ollie's top three as well. Um, I also would have the Texans as the worst team in football. I wouldn't have... Um, I don't think Miami are that far away, if I'm honest. They're fourth bottom, yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. What about you? I, yeah, I agree, really. Um, I would maybe say the Bucks top just because better team overall. Um and bottom, yeah, I'd say Texans. I think the Lions have just been really unlucky. Yeah. Poor. Well, I thought that about the Lions, and then they lost 40, 44-6 to the Eagles. So, I mean, what I mean, what'd you make of that? Jesus. Tatum versus Homer. All over again. Oh, I might have to watch that episode after this. All right, I'll tell you what, boys. We have timed this beautifully, because we can go and watch Bake... Well, two of us can go and watch Bake Off in two minutes and um enjoy this but um if there's nothing else then thank you both for joining thanks ollie cheers mate thank you liam thank you and uh follow us at fourth and out pod on the twitter machine absolutely beautiful bastards and thank you for listening uh, your power rankings and other analysis. oh yeah yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show, actually. Actually, yeah, get your tweets in. We'll try and be more active. We, I know we always say this. We will try and be more active on uh, on social media starting this week. And, um, yeah, get your emails in. We're at fourthandout at gmail.com. And, yeah, send us send us some comms. We're more than happy to talk about it. Or if you just want to get involved and chat some NFL, 
Liam's DMs are always open. Aren't they, Liam? Just for you. Yeah, good stuff. All right, boys, thank you. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. See you again next week. Bye. Bye.